Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Feel that chill, smell that fresh cut grass. I'm back in my helmet, cleats, and shoulder pads. Standing in the huddle, listening to the call. Fans going crazy for the boys of fall. Thunder Show, Mike Wallace, and 
Mike, I want you to tell me, uh, in your words, uh, what do you think about this movie? Well, I mean, uh, it, it's it's a huge opportunity, and you know, I, we talked about it when it first when you first thought uh, it was possibly going to happen, um, and uh, you know, not only just for the Thunder team, but for women's football in general. But uh, I, you know, the hope is is that this really just brings uh, to light what it what it takes to uh, to play uh, women's football, not just you know minor league or, or semi pro, you would call it, but uh, but women's football and. Uh, really highlight some of the key points that these women have to go through just to make it possible for them to play the sport that they love. Well, I think once people read, I mean, I, I heard the bits and pieces. Now, mind you, I've been out of town during this whole time. Um, I've been to a lot of states and still uh, haven't made it home yet. But I've heard bits and pieces of the introductory um, to the movie about, like, you know, what they do in books. And it, it truly is going um, to be a great story. And, and like I said, when you really dissect it, it it's about the team because it, it's, it's what uh, has uh, inspired by, uh, by football. But um, you got the way that it happened with Jennifer playing the way she was raised and now Anna being a young girl, you know, two two girls pursuing their dreams that nobody would have ever thought would happen and that being, you know, with Jennifer, uh, the way she was raised, they didn't believe in sports and things of that nature from uh, being introduced to football through uh, an FFA trip, um, you know, and getting to see Peyton Manning. And then, you know, if anybody knows her, that goes on to, um, you know, show how much she really cares about football and Peyton Manning and those things to, you know, Anna living a dream of being an actress and wanting to grow as a young woman and, and uh, pursue bigger and better things in her career. And uh, you know, just just being happy, uh, just to be in high school and uh, go to college or whatnot. I don't know what all her plans are, but you know, it, it, basically the story is going to be around um, these two young people. Um, you know, at two different times in their lives, years apart, pursuing um, uh, things that greater than themselves. Yeah, I mean, we're we're very excited. Uh, you know, it's going to start, of course, we have our second trial uh, this Sunday coming up, and uh, it's going to start uh, then, and it's going to be with us through the whole season uh, to the very end. So we have uh, plenty of, uh, of movie that should be, uh, well, they should get plenty of material, let's put it this way, to put together a movie. Uh, very excited uh, uh, what this is going to do for the program uh, and women's football. Yeah, I'm I'm real excited just about the exposure, you know, that it's going to get for our team, not just for that, but uh, for our league, for the teams we playing, uh, for these uh, teams that, you know, that are playing in these, uh, like in the kickoff classic and things other, you know, we're wanting to do and the championships and the all-star games, just exposure period for all of our teams in the league and for women's football. Um, you know, getting having somebody there filming all the time. Uh, they're going after some big, big time uh, sponsors to to get uh, back them on this thing to 
try to make it effective to them, them. and uh, it's just, you know, like I said, the, the storyline is just really, really, um, really, really great. And like I said, I've just heard a little bit of it. Um, Jennifer actually uh, met with them while I've been gone, and uh, uh, these, these people are, I mean, they're just everyday people like me and you, and uh, you'd never know if you um, <laughs> you'd never think in a million years that uh, if you know James and that's Anna's daddy and me and him uh been a lot of miles together working ropings and producing ropings and uh, farming and uh, we've been miles and miles together and to know Wendy and uh, Wendy's um, uh, been through the cancer uh, survival deal, deal and a great person just uh, outgoing, high strung and James is laid back. They're two opposite, uh, you know, attract deal. And to know just how down to earth they are, man, uh, it's just so great to uh, to be a part of something like that. Yeah, we're like I said, I, I have yet to meet uh, individuals uh, that are associated with it. I've, I've messaged them. Uh, we, we're on Facebook and been chatting back and forth and. Um, like I said, I, I can't wait to get it started. And, um, you know, I, if, if these people are, are as down to earth as you say they are, it should not only just be a great experience, but maybe we can get some friendship built out of it as well. Oh, man, I, I'm telling you, you never, you know, if they're the uh, kind of people that uh, would just come like when we have a bonfire at the house just to come and pull up a seat and, um, you know, chit-chat, pass the jar, whatever, you know, we want to do. They're just, just good, uh, hard-working, down-to-earth people. I think James still farms. I believe he's still in the farming. He just always, uh, James can do anything. He's one of those kind of guys, and that being Anna's daddy, that can do anything, man. I'm talking about anything, just one of those kind of guys. And uh, Wendy, she's a... Uh, I, I even I think I heard Jennifer say she's uh, uh, teaching some classes or something or substitute teaching or something. So um, it's just you know what it's just like I said it's going to be great, um, especially for the team. No no doubt about it. I, I don't want to undermine anybody or, or anything thinking that I'm just not so excited um, about this opportunity for the team, but. You know what? We we hear all these great stories about these NFL players and these thirty for thirties, and you never know how people um, are raised or how things are as, as kids and young people. And we see these thirty for thirties, and they touch your heart so much, and we see great things for them. And then you have a different perspective about these kind of people, and that's sort of the uh, kind of uh, route. You know, a lot of people that don't know, you know, like I said, Jennifer, um, you know, in her religion, the way she was raised, they didn't believe in sports. You know, she didn't get to play sports like a lot of these girls do in high school. And, uh, you know, of course, Anna's parents, they were behind her 100%. When uh, I'll never forget, we, matter of fact, we were at their house, and I believe, for a Christmas party, and uh, they told us that uh, she was going to, uh, try to get into acting, and that was several, several years ago. And at that time, she was just, if I'm not mistaken, leaving right after Christmas to go 
um, for her first audition. So, you know, since then, uh, great things have happened for her. Naturally, you know, we know the kind of things that's happened for Jennifer as far as football and, and this team. And uh, it's, it's going to be a great, great storyline. Now, mind you, it's going to go – it's going to be an all-year um, to the end of the season deal. They're get, getting all this information and film and footage and all this kind of stuff. And it won't be um, – even then, they're going to have to edit, put the whole movie and stuff together. So there's a lot that goes into it that people don't realize. And uh, it's going to be a, a great, great thing. And, and like I said, I'm just excited that, you know, our team's a part of it. I hope that everybody uh, that's on our team can, uh, you know, relish the moment and uh, understand um, what kind of opportunity that they're they're being given out here, even though um, it, women's football is not where obviously all of us want it, and it may never be. You know, let's put that out there. There's, it may never be just for the simple fact that a lot of people think so much different. So for these girls on the Tri-Cities Thunder team, they, they should for sure relish the moment of, of what this uh, could mean to them. Yeah, you know, and it, it, it's gonna, it should open up a, a lot of stories. Uh, you know, I know Jennifer is probably going to be a, a lot of the main focus in, 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 in life and so, but, you know, there's going to be a lot of different stories at Intel. Uh, coming through here, and we're going to see a lot of, you know, from 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 the people that have been playing for all their lives to they have never played before. So uh, I, I'm 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 excited, and I think it's going to be a heck of a story. Yeah, that's you know, it's just uh, you know, listen, football is uh, the ultimate team sport, and and you know, even when you watch these thirty for thirties and these live. Um, things on these athletes is, you know, it just tells the tale about them. But it's these teams that make make these players. I mean, you you see these guys growing up, and and look, I mean, Jennifer didn't have the um, kind of you know the hard kind of life that a lot of them had. But for them, athletics was all they had, and football being the main focus, and uh, it brings not only them together, but communities together, um, you know, like you said, lifelong friends and, and dreams and, and things of that nature, so, man, it, it's going to be exciting, so um, I'm just uh, glad that, you know, we get to be a part of it, and especially, um, who, who knows what kind of doors this will open uh, for Hannah, and uh you know, as far as uh, being a movie producer, hey, listen, I have no doubt uh, once you meet this young lady, and I'm going to try to have her on the show next week to talk about a lot of this stuff. Um, once you meet her, man, you, you will understand that nothing um, is out of her reach. Uh, she's one of them type that, you know, you say you can't do it, well, she's going to tell you, well, you will just wait and see. You know, she's just that kind of person. And, uh, uh, respectful, you know, um, just, you should just be surprised that, um, you know, what kind of, I mean, really, at, at a senior in high school, who would even, uh, just think of that, Mike, a senior in high school, who would even think about producing a movie? Yeah, you know, most seniors in high school are worried about what's going on uh, tonight after, you know, whatever, school or whatever, and 
to be focused and to doing something that seems to be so um, uh, centered focused or centered around uh, being an adult after high school and, and possibly even after college. Uh, it's just amazing, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what she can do. And um, you know, we're all we're all looking forward to it, and we just uh, you know we just can't wait to get started on it. Yeah, me too. I, one thing I remember, I'll never forget when we were out there at their house. We were actually, uh, we got there, I think, like Christmas party get together. We got there playing some cards or or something. I'm not, I'm not sure, but it was out there and I, at their house. And, and I remember they were living in the Houston Valley area at the time, which is actually where I was raised. And uh, we were out there and, and they were talking about it. And I can remember Anna saying, you know, I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna uh, be an actress. And I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that. And and I'll never forget. I heard Wendy, Nathaniel's mom, uh, say, "Well, here's here's the plan. You know, here's the here's the game plan. We're we're putting all this up for you. You know, we're putting. I mean, listen, they've been so supportive of her, and that's another thing. I want to really um, give them a you know a, a hand for that because so many. It's so easy for so many parents to to give up on their kids' dreams. And you know what? I'll never forget I heard her say, hey, we're behind you 100%. We're going to invest everything that we possibly can afford to invest. But here's what you're going to do. Your money is going to go into a fund right here. And at some point, I don't remember exact words, but, you know, it's you're just not going to blow it. You're just not going to do this. You're going to, uh, you know, somehow pay us back, somehow fund us, and all that. And you know, they, and at that time, she's just a senior now, so she was just probably seventh or eighth grade, maybe even then. I can't remember. It's been that long ago. Um, so, you know, they they had a game plan. Uh, the girl had the dream. And they had the game plan, and uh, they put it in motion. And uh, to see something like that is it, just truly, it's, you know, something that we say all the time. If you really want to do something bad enough, uh, Mike, you can do it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, you get your mind mind to it, and you, there's nothing to it but to do it. And this is just like Nike says, right, just do it. But I'll tell you, uh, to have the backing of your parents, um, you know, and, and to be, have the support and, uh, you know, to have that, that backbone uh, in your life uh, to move you forward along in your lifelong dream uh, can be, uh, well, it's just it's inspirational for one, but it's just, um, you know, that's just a pillar and that's just the beginning. And these parents are, are doing wonderful things for their daughter and, and, and uh, you know, they, they should. They should get, uh, they should, they should get a pat, you know, we should give them a round of applause or however it is you want to give it to them, but it's, it's really awesome. Yeah, I like to say, I mean, you know, you, hear, you see parents all the time, and, and they're uh, supportive of their kids playing sports and all that. And, I, and hey, I, look, I don't have kids. You do. Uh, people do. But I know I was raised by a single parent, and my mom supported me in every kind of way. And that really means a lot to me today. You know, that's one thing that really bothers me today is, even even today, Jennifer is is a really really good football player and puts puts a lot on the line. Plays when a lot of players wouldn't play because of injuries and other things, and still doesn't have the support of her family. 
and that really, really bothers me. So when you see stuff of this nature and their parents are, hey, we're all in. If this is what you want to do, we're all in. Just know here's the game plan. Here's what we're going to do, and you stick to it. And, and man, I, I'm telling you, I just can't uh, um, can't say, I mean, I guess you can tell how excited I am about it. And, and it's, look, it's not, nothing to do with me, period. It's it's to do with, with the team and women's football and, and these women, uh, Anna and her mom getting uh, behind her and, and doing the legwork for her and then going out on their own and, and raising this money. I mean, you just think how much people probably don't realize how much it costs to produce any movie. And especially when you've got to start buying equipment, you've got to start traveling, you've got to start editing all this and put it together and have the mind to do that. Probably going to have to get seek help along the way with a lot of this kind of stuff. So, man, there's a lot of work going to go into this. Um, you know, so to, to put to put this in motion at, at that young age, man, I, I'm just telling you, I'm just excited for for her and, and uh, you know, to get the story out there and, and uh, you know, I say I say it all the time and people really, I tell them all the time, first thing you say, man, how did you come to, to owning a women's football team? And this is truly the the way it came down is when me and Jennifer got married, a good friend that we've met through Roping, he lives in Nashville. And uh, him and his brother and him had a big trucking company at the time, and they bought a bunch of uh, season tickets to watch the Tennessee Titans. And uh, so when me and Jennifer got married for our wedding gift, now, when we got married, we had singer-songwriter Shane Miner. He sung at our wedding, which he was on tour with Shania Twain. He wrote uh, several number one hits, one of them being... Uh, uh, the Diamond Rio song. Uh, shoot, I can't. I draw a blank. But uh, he uh, he wrote it and uh, beautiful mess. And then there, uh, the girl that was there with him at the time was uh, a girl named Vicky. She was Gretchen Wilson's producer. Got his backstage passes and concert tickets to see her. And then Chad Hutchall, which was a friend we've met through Roping as well. I met all these people through Roping. He says, hey, man, for y'all's uh, wedding anniversary, he said, I'm going to give you two tickets, parking passes, tailgate, and all expense paid deals to come and see the Tennessee Titans play the Indianapolis Colts and Peyton Manning because he knew Jennifer was a huge Peyton Manning fan. And we go down there, and as luck would have it, Jennifer had gotten sick. And uh, we went, and she was miserable. But our tickets were so good that we, if, if people would have been quiet, we could have heard Peyton Manning talking to Reggie Wayne and them down there on the sideline. That's how close we were uh, to uh, to the uh, to the, the Colt sideline. And uh, it was, you know, the greatest thing in the world. And, and I probably went for they give us these tickets every year, and uh, up until they uh, sold them, sold the company. And uh, you know, one time we were coming back, I can't remember the year, five or six years ago. We we just come home from that game, and she said, "Man, you don't know how much I wish I could play football." And I told her then, I said, "You know what? Surely, with all the technology today, 
they're playing women's football somewhere, and she got on there and looked, and, and people on there forget it. She got on there and looked, and there's three teams. That, there's two in Chattanooga and one in uh, Charlotte, and the one in Charlotte was the Queen, two in Chattanooga, one was the uh, Chattanooga Locomotion, and the other was Tennessee Train. They were a spinoff of the Locomotion. They couldn't get along, so they split. So she messaged all three of them, and the, and the train messaged her. And uh, I went trucking. I left to go trucking in Texas, and uh, she called me and said, hey, they called me back. They're having a trial. She said, I want to go. I said, we'll go. I said, just remember, it's a long way down there. Well, she went. She called me. She said, it's pouring the snow. She said, but I'm going anyway. And I'll never forget how excited when she called me after just one little old trial. And I'm telling you, I wasn't there, so I don't know what transpired at the trial. But it was blowing snow. Most of them didn't show up. And she was like a kid on Christmas Day of how excited she was uh, to be able to play football. And uh, she was in her 30s at the time. And, uh, you know, I'll never forget just how excited she was so all those years that she had wanted to play from high school till we actually really started watching uh, when she started watching Peyton Manning. I mean, immediately. I Up until me and her had got married, I'd about plumb quit watching uh, football because I was a damn Marino fan, and when he retired, I about uh, just plumb quit. So it was, you know, a long period of time that she had went without, um, she just watched it, that she could have been playing. And, you know, so this is how this all came about, of us owning a team, and she went down there to play, and, and it drove down there two days a week for practice, and then all to the, all the games, and, you know, the way they did things, just laid on her heavy, and she said, let's just start her own team, and we did. And uh, that's how come me to uh, become, uh, you know, for me and her to start start this team. And, uh, you know, it's it's been a great thing. I mean, it, you know, got me back in contact with football. But for her, um, you know, that's, that's why we did it was for her, you know, and for her to enjoy um, something that she never got to. So don't ever give up people on your dreams. And that's, to me, the story of this whole thing is, is going to be, uh, these women, not just Jennifer, but these women, and I mean not just her, not just Anna, all these women, um, hey, man, if you can dream it, you can do it. That, you know, that's going to be my my motto through this whole uh, scenario till, till the actual movie comes out. Yeah, absolutely. You know, listen, Jennifer is the emotional leader of our football team, and, uh, you know, that, that story is, is uh, you know, a lot of the reason why she is because she's so driven and passionate about playing this sport. And you're absolutely right. You know, any, any, any women out there, you know, that are you know, dreaming of playing football or, or doing whatever it is you've been told you can't do, or you have a dream, you know, you know, write it down. You know, dreams, dreams are only dreams until you write them down. Once you write them down, they become a goal. And then once you have a goal, you set your mind to it and you work towards it. So, uh, you know, I'm with you hundred percent, you know, pursue your dreams at all costs. Yeah, we just so many, you know, Mike, I, I get to thinking and, and so many 
people, and you, you now especially that you're the head coach and you're really recruiting uh, more than you ever have and talking to more players, women players, let me put that perspective, than you ever have. You now hear all the same stuff that I've heard for years and years of why I can't play, you know. Whatever happened to why? I'm, I'm going to tell you something right now. This is the bottom line. If, if, if I decide tomorrow I want to buy me a new truck, I out how to buy me a new truck. You know, if I figure out tomorrow that I'm old and I'm going to play minutes in my pro football, I'm going to figure out what I need to do to play if that's what I want to do. You know, and so many times you hear and you you now hear what I've heard forever. I want to play, but I want to play, but listen, there's no buts to it. If you want to play, you make that happen because you only live once. And that's what I told Jennifer. Look, we don't care how, how old you are. We don't care what your parents think. We're, we're past that. I don't care what anybody thinks. Anybody that knows me should know that. I don't care what anybody thinks. And you should do what you want to do. And if you're the age of 50, whatever, and you want to play football, don't make an excuse why you can't. Make an excuse why you can't. And if you're 15, 16 years of age, and you don't want to see, make the reason why you can instead of making excuses why you can't. And now that you're in the position that I've been in, that I have been in for several years, you're starting to hear all this same stuff that I heard. So instead of these girls dreaming and making stuff possible, they want to do it, but they talk themselves out of it. Yeah, you know, we become, you know, when you're recruiting, you're doing more of a sales pitch, you know, of, of not necessarily why you should come play football, but why you should play football, period. Uh, not just why you should come play for this, the, the Thunder, but why you should play football. Uh, and so often we hear all the time sitting right across from the table, and you know, well, I, you know, I really want to, but uh, you know, I just, you know, this and this and my work or my husband or, or whatever the case may be. Um, but you know, it's it's an unfortunate uh, uh, state of mind that we have uh, with uh, young women thinking the way they do. Um, but um, you know, we just got to keep plugging at it, and uh, you know, it, it certainly is a. Uh, uh, you know, a roadblock when it comes to recruiting to hear all the time, um, you know, uh, what it is that they or why they sh- they can't play. And, and we prepare for that because we know that's going to be the first thing that most of these young ladies say today. Uh, but, you know, you know, I'm with you. We, we need to, uh, and there needs to be a change in the way of thinking and not necessarily in why you can't do it, but um, come up with a reason why you can, why you should, uh, why you're going to. Yeah, and, you know, that's the one thing I can, and I don't know, and, and you know, I'm going to write down if I get to have her on the show next week um, that we can ask her a lot of stuff. But, you know, I don't even know how many women producers are out there. Um, I, I know there's a lot of actresses out there, and there's a lot of them that get leading roles, but they don't make the money that the guy's making movies that have the guys in them. And I, look, I could care less about the movies just that better. I'm just saying, in general, how many women producers are out there? You know, I, I can't under, I don't know. I can't even answer you that. I, I don't even know, you know, why the girl wants to get in it. Now, who cares? That's her dream. She per, should pursue it. Um, and my, my thing is, 
is exactly, you know, do something because that's what you want to do. Not because somebody else does or doesn't do it. Do it because that's something you want to do. And if you do that, then you're going to be good at it. We have had so many players that say, well, you know, just by just by them showing up is enough, they think, for them. They show up. Well, I have further to travel. Uh, I do this. I do this. Who cares? You know what? Jennifer, when she played at Tennessee Crane, Folks travel 225 miles one way to practice. One way. 225 miles. And I'll guarantee you she made more practices than any single person on that team. You know why? Because that's the way we do things. Me and her had a talk before she ever went. I said, you go the first time, and then when I come home, she said, oh, God, I love it. It's the greatest thing in the world. I said, listen, it's going to be a grind on you. All this happiness that you feel now, once you start this long drive down there by yourself, because I'm gone trucking, uh, when she's dispatching us, and we have other trucks, and she's working a lot and staying up a lot of hours working on those trucks, and then having to go and having to just work while you're driving. And first one thing, I said, it's going to lay on you. And at some point, the excitement about playing is going to leave you, and you're still going to have to make these drives because that's just the way we And I, I get so sick and tired of hearing, you know, well, you don't understand. You don't understand. First of all, they tell me, you don't understand. Listen, you don't know what I've been through in my life. I've been up against it my whole life. There ain't nobody in this world needs to tell me, you don't understand. And then to say, well, I drive further than anybody else, so I have the right to be laid after. That has nothing to do with it. I'm, I'm just here to tell you. And, it, and this is why that I really like the team story, whatever you want to call this this movie, is because you have two people, one that is young several years ago, one that's young now, setting their minds to do something that pretty much nobody else wants them or says they couldn't do at the different times in their life. And they're devoting to prove somebody wrong and doing it because that's what they want to do and they want to live their life and they're not making an excuse. Well, uh, there is no women producing movies, so I shouldn't do it. You know, you should do anything you want to do if that's what you want to do. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, you know, I, I would venture to say there's probably a lot of female uh, producers just based off knowing some that might have, you know, that were actresses that, that tried to get in that producing role. But I don't know how how successful they've been in the producing uh, part of that. But, uh, you know, listen, you hit it right on the head. You know, if you're going to do something, go wholeheartedly, be committed, find a way to do it. That, as you are getting paid to do it, even if it's just a, a volunteer thing, uh, because, you know, listen, the door, you know, you open that door and it may for a little while just be a dark room. But, you know, if you stick with it, you know, that room's going to light up. Uh, and you, the benefits and the rewards from it are ten times greater than trying to do something and staying with it than just not doing it at all. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, that's that's why I say, you know, I mean, you, you're hearing now. I mean, you heard it, don't get me wrong, but you're really hearing it now. And a lot um, times over what you've heard before, uh, you know, play, even older, even uh, 
past player, you know, telling you, I'd like to play, but, you know, players not playing this year, well, uh, I, 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 I mean, it's all about I. You know what I mean? Well, it's never about team or, you know, man, the team needs me. I, I'm going to give everything I got no matter what. Uh, because I'm part of something bigger than I. And you, you're hearing it now on that, what I've heard forever. I mean, and it's been a, it's honestly been a blessing to me uh, to not have to hear it off because, you know, we we have so much going on and uh, with the league and uh, with working and uh, trying to, and owning this team and uh, dealing with all the teams in the league, trying to, to make sure we get uh, the teams we need and uh, for people to play. And, uh, and that's another thing I'm really excited about that and and what this coverage can do for, the, you know, the league. Uh, you know, maybe, uh, who, who knows, man? Uh, who knows what, uh, you know, this can uh, can get out far as uh, players, uh, guy players, NFL players. Who knows what kind of um, – Heart, this kind of story will touch along the way. You know, I, I don't want to give away the whole scenario of the movie or nothing, but obviously once you hear it, it's going to be, uh, you know, a, a really a story of a, you know, sort of a dream come true uh, kind of a deal for, for two two young girls like to say two different times in their in their lives, but sort of the same concept and. Uh, it's it's gonna be a great deal, and, and like I said, we're just we're really excited about it. And uh, you know, when Jennifer called me today and told me about it, you know, I could I could hear it in her voice, and uh, you know, like I say, who who would ever dream that when we started this team uh, five years ago, that uh, you know we would be you know in this scenario, so. Uh, we're we're really tickled about it. Uh, so uh, now, uh, Mike, we'll move on from that. I guess we parsed on that pretty good. Uh, tell me, uh, what what are you thinking about uh, college football now? We've seen uh, this past week. Uh, I didn't get to watch any games, but I know your Texas Longhorns uh, went and beat a team that I think everybody. Had the, them pick the lose too. Uh, we've seen the great Oklahoma have to beat Army in overtime. We've seen Oregon take Stanford to overtime. We've seen the team that beat your Longhorns get beat by a team that they're uh, way better than. Um, we've seen Florida play the best game they played all year against the Tennessee team that. Looks like they, uh, you know, they belong in a junior college or something. And uh, then we, then we watch Alabama. Uh, what, what's your thoughts on all those games this weekend? Well, you know, first in the top ten, it, it, there was some shuffling and moving around. I just want to point out though that Alabama right now they have sixty of the first place votes. Number two Georgia has zero point or zero votes for first place. Clemson has a number has one vote for first place. And everybody in the top ten or my, the first nine are all four and zero. Auburn is number ten at three and one. They have a loss now. If you consider a good loss or a bad loss, however you want to take it, but they did lose to uh, LSU, who is currently fifth. But now they lost at home to LSU. Uh, you know, I just wanted to talk a little bit about that Army Oklahoma game. Uh, listen, I, I, you know, anybody that knows me knows I did a little bit of time in the military. 
uh, and actually spent some time up there at West Point training some, some soldiers sometimes. Uh, you know, we go up there and train the missions. Um, and listen, at West Point, if you've never been there, you have, uh, you know, the, the culture there is uh, that they will never give up. And, and nothing is more indicative than not giving up is when they play on the football field. It doesn't matter who they play. Uh, if they're an underdog, they kind of like that, the more, the, the, you know, the better. Um, and, listen, they took Oklahoma to overtime. Uh, and, you know, just kudos to, to the Army. You know, I'm, 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 I, I'm an Army fan. I don't watch them as much as I should. Uh, but, you know, they, those, those boys are just tough. They're not always the biggest and they're not always the fastest, but they are tough and they are set and they follow a game plan like there's no tomorrow. Uh, but they just, you know, they came up a, a little short uh, to Oklahoma uh, who have a pretty good uh, quarterback. So, you know, that, that game, uh, a little surprising. But, you know, as as far as the rest of the games. But, uh, hey, Mike, hold on a second. Just, but just think about this. When when we talk about uh, – I want to touch on this since you went to the Army. Just, just think of this. Most of those guys, and I think you would have to agree with this, most of those guys are not five-star recruits in Army. They're probably not even most of them two or three star recruits, uh, and it's about like. And then not only that, they have to serve a certain amount of time in the military after they get through playing college football. So you're not getting five star recruits. I'm, I'm listening. I'm telling you, if, if a player is a five star recruit, he's not going to the army where then he has to serve time at the army before he could possibly go pro or whatever. So there might be some. Don't get me wrong. I don't know that figure. But I'm just guessing that they probably don't get five-star recruits. They probably get two- and three-star recruits. But for the discipline those guys have, for the, for the commitment, commitment being a, sort of the theme for us tonight, period, is commitment to, to not only to their team but to the military, for their afterwards from that team is just so astonishing to me and to know that you went up against Oklahoma, one of the top four or five teams in the country, and you took them to overtime, and they had to take uh, overtime to beat you is is just, uh, man, I just can't believe how amazing that is. So the way it works uh, uh, for West Point and the Naval Academy uh, and the Air Force Academy is, is that if an individual is uh, – well, first of all, you're absolutely right. They don't get a lot of five-star recruits, if any. I think the, the, the one that comes to my mind might have been uh, David Robinson, who, but he played for the Naval Academy. Um, but now when you, uh, you, you get drafted into the NFL, you can buy out your contract with the actual academy that you attended. Uh, and they will expunge whatever it is that you owe for them if you pay them back the money. That is a possible. David Robinson did it. I do know Roger Starbuck declined to do it when he was at the Naval Academy. He wanted to serve, and so he did serve. So, uh, But you're right. Listen, they're playing more so for the name uh, across their chest and even the name across their back because, you know, Army, they don't have their name across their back. they got Army across the back. And, uh, you know, they – Dude, they're just a, a any one of those armed forces teams you play, you're going to get a dogfight. No matter what their record is, you're going to get a dogfight, and they're going to they're going to stay committed. And that's uh, and you're absolutely right about that, 100. percent 
Yeah, that that was just amazing. Um, I heard that, and uh, you know, like I said, everybody. If I'm guessing, I didn't see the odds, but I'd say that uh, Oklahoma was probably favored by three or four touchdowns. So, um, you know, just just to know, here here's my thing: is, is as a coach, as as a player. As a football fan, and and I'm more nowadays. I'm more into the coaching and coaches side of it than I am teams. And I don't even really have favorite teams. I have favorite coaches now. Everybody's oh, you like Nick Saban? You're an Alabama fan. Well, I do like Nick Saban, so I guess I want to see Alabama succeed because I really like what he does. I like Bill Belichick. Even though the Patriots are looking like crap right now, nobody's feeling sorry for him. Don't get me wrong. And I'm not feeling sorry for him. Don't get me wrong at all because I've seen my wife suffer all year face Manning play for the Colts uh, when the Patriots just beat them after time after time. But when I'm more into watching great coaches and the moves and the game plans and the things of that nature that they put together than I am teams. So to know what it takes as a – I don't know what the uh, spread was, but I'm telling you, I bet it was at least a four-touchdown thing. To know you were a four-touchdown underdog, to put a game plan together. Now, as a coach, you're realistic. Me and you – talk about a lot of things, and there's a lot of things we really want to do, then there's a lot of things we really know what we can do. So to be realistic at a game plan and then to execute that game plan to almost perfection, to have all this stuff to go right to keep you in the game, and they have to pull it out in the end, to me that's the greatest part about this whole story. Yeah, and let's not forget uh, they had to go to Norman, Oklahoma, uh, to play in uh, in hostile territory and do that at home against Oklahoma. That that was just, you know, that listen, that's what they do. It's just those little academies, man. They're on strategy and they're on game planning and they're on staying committed and staying true to your game plan. Uh, and you know they do it probably, and I will say they probably do that more than any other school. You know, those academies probably do it because that's based off of their background. That's what's going to happen when they if they do leave. They have to stay committed and follow through on things. So, um, you know, you're right. And to stay committed to, to, and to walk away with, uh, you know, listen, if you have a moral victory, if you want to call it, to walk away and leave Oklahoma 21-28 in overtime, um, you know, and, and to know that your record isn't even uh, – I mean, really, really Oklahoma picked this game up for just a, just a pickup game for the most part, just to fill a schedule slot. Little did they know they were going to get their hands full. Yeah, well, that's, that's my whole whole point about it is that, you know, they're not on it's, – it's just like um, Appalachian State and a lot of these small schools, they're not on the same recruiting ground that all these SEC teams are and these – Big Ten teams, the Big Twelve teams. You get these Naval Academy and Army or Armed Forces teams, period, Air Force, all of them, plus, like I say, these smaller um, schools. They're not on the same recruiting uh, ground as, as Alabama and uh, Florida and Georgia and LSU and Auburn. And, I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. I mean, can you imagine being. Having being the best, uh, wanting the guy, 
to come and join the army to play for you, knowing that he's probably going to have to, well, knowing this, he's at least, unless he goes pro, he's committing to whatever that deal is. And know that Alabama's recruiting as well. Can you can you imagine that? Yeah, you know I can't. And I don't. I, listen, you if you're going to go to the army to 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 uh, to West Point, you know, and you're turning down a scholarship to go to Oklahoma, uh, and you may be third string on Oklahoma, but know that you may have a national championship on the rise. But you want to go to the army uh, because you either want to serve your country and play football. Uh, the commitment from that individual to make a decision not to go to Oklahoma, I, I can't – as as a former military guy, I, I can understand uh, the commitment part. But I can't fathom being in that position to think that, man, if I can go to Oklahoma or uh, to – I'm sorry, to Alabama and, and, and win a national championship possibly as a third string, you're never going to have to play, just practice. You know, I, I, can't, I can't imagine what it would be like to have to decide that. But here's the thing. Most of these schools have 112 individuals, 115 individuals on the football team. And the Army is no different. They have 115, 112, all committed individuals that are committed to West Point. And that's just amazing. If you just really think about it, if you really, truly think about the decision that they're making, it's just astonishing. And, and you know, listen, I, I have nothing but the, the utmost respect for all of those individuals. Yeah, me too. I, and like I said, it's just sort of, um, you know, it's been, when Jennifer told me that, I was just like, yes, man. I was just so excited for them. Now, when she told me they went to overtime, I mean, honestly, I mean, you had to know yourself. Hey, get the overtime, the overtime scenarios. I knew Oklahoma was going to win. Uh, I mean, I just felt like that that's their cup of tea more than it is Army. But I was just so, you know, like, yes, man, I, that is that's just great for the sport, period. But the commitment for those young men to know, because I know what you're up against. It's like going out there with the uh, with the D League NBA playing the NBA, and uh, knowing when you go out there that you're un- not under man, not under well, not undersized, but under speed. Uh, you don't have the you know you don't have the talent that you're looking at on the other side, but you you almost pull it out, and that, you know that's that's uh, great. So you know, and it just sort of you know when we talk about the commitment side of this movie and players and this kind of thing, it just sort of fed into it. That's sort of why I wanted to really um, talk so, about that. So we we talked uh, uh, several times uh, about you know being being like an underdog and, and how we're facing teams that are just bigger and faster than us uh, and and to keep with the theme of the small school uh, you know I have a daughter currently going to Old Dominion University and that's in Norfolk Virginia for those that don't know uh, and Old Dominion ended up beating number thirteen Virginia Tech Saturday forty nine to thirty five. Um, First of all, that that is a a game that much like this Army Oklahoma game, where Virginia Tech probably just says, okay, we'll, we'll schedule you, uh, we'll actually come to Old Dominion just to to help you out with some finances uh, to play you, uh, thinking that they were just going to walk in and wipe the uh, wipe the turf off with Old Dominion, and Old Dominion stuck with their game plan, and they, <laughs> they listen watching watching it going back and forth. I mean, the quarterback that they have, I mean. Listen, he he is a he's small guy, but he's as quick as any guy you got, uh, any guy that you've seen really. And uh, you know they they made that West or uh, Virginia Tech 
defense just kind of looks silly. But I wanted to point something out to you because you were saying uh, about how um, the recruiting is. Uh, Old Dominion is in Virginia. They have a, a roster of 112 uh, players. Out of the 112, 55 are from Virginia. Out of the 55 that are from Virginia, 28 of those individuals are uh, on the are, uh, from Hampton Roads. 15 of those individuals of the 28 from Hampton Roads were starters on the football field uh, in some capacity against uh, um, uh, Virginia Tech. So that area down there, and we had talked about it before, that area, that Hampton Roads area, has a lot of really good, talented athletes, uh, and they're doing really big things down there in Old Dominion. Yeah, I, I was excited. Uh, of course, I'm not a Virginia Tech fan at all, um, which I don't have anything against them, but there's so many people, you know, seem to think that, you know, they're better than Tennessee because this, that, that, and I care less about either one, really, but to think, you know, that the Virginia Tech, they're, you know, they're an ACC that fits better than the SEC, they're crazy. So, and I get tired of hearing those people, but, man, I loved it when Jeffrey told me Old Dominion beat them. I was like, yeah. Um, you know, another underdog. I'm sure Old Dominion was probably a 14, 15 at least point underdog in that game. I, and, I, uh, I believe it was 17 points, actually. Well, there you go. So, now, pull now, listen, that out, that, man. That's amazing. Yeah, that 49 points that Old Dominion scored on Virginia Tech, that is the most that a Bud Foster defense has given up the whole time that Bud Foster's been there at Virginia Tech. Yeah, and I like him, and I like I like him and their head coach. I like those guys. I, I'm not much on that organization, but I do Justin Fuentes, and I, I do like Bud Foster. Um, man, hey, listen, uh, other than just a few teams, period, in college and in the pros, has football not just been really, really even across the board as you've never seen it before? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, this year, I know it's early. Uh, what are we going to week five in college? And I think we're going into week four, I think, in the NFL, or week three in the NFL. Um, college, not so much as far as, uh, you know, the top five. It's always the same. But competition across the board, I mean, these games aren't really uh, – I mean, they're, they're taking a while to separate third, fourth quarter. So the competition is definitely even uh, more than it has been in the NFL. I mean, I, I made a statement two two weeks ago, three weeks ago, or what it was about uh, Green Bay and the Pats still being the class of the NFL. Um, you know, I, I want to say it's early still, but uh, it's certainly looking as if, uh, you know, the, the Pack and the, and the Pats are, um, are in a little bit of trouble early. Uh, but who knows? I mean, they're, they're class organizations, and I'm sure they're going to dig it out. Yeah, they're both uh, – it's early, but I'll tell you right now, they're both in trouble, man. Um, they they can't afford – neither team can uh, afford to go one and three. I don't care who who they have at quarterback. Uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you, the only – I haven't got to see very many games, period. Uh, I did get to watch the uh, – about the middle of the uh, – probably just the second quarter just started of the New England game the other night. I was actually in uh, – uh, think of in Arizona, I believe, and uh, I have to actually watch uh, part of that game. And I, I'm telling you, man, I've never, 
I don't think I've ever seen a New England team look so bad. Uh, and I'm talking about from Tom Brady to the the defense just got gassed. The offensive line was getting pushed around. Um, Gronkowski did make a few plays, uh, catches, but, I mean, for the most part, as a whole, that is the worst New England team that I have seen since before Bill Belichick coached them. I mean, they look as bad as some of the New England teams uh, that Dan Reno used to play against when he played for Miami. Uh, So I'm telling you, I don't know who the Packers play this week or who New England plays, but they sure better pick it up because they might have the two best quarterbacks in the league but they sure don't have the best teams in the league, at least not what I've seen. So unless they want to fall to a hole, in a hole, and go one and four, and I doubt either teams seriously want to do that, they for sure better pick it up. Yeah, well, right now in the AFC East, Miami is sitting up there at 3-0. and And after that, you have a, a three-way tie for second place. New England, Buffalo, and the Jets are all at one and two. Um and I mean, we're—I mean, wow! I mean, when's the last time you saw Miami undefeated in their division and New England not just in second place, but only one win after three weeks in the season? And I think you're right—they definitely uh, cannot afford to um, uh, to go in a hole because coming up this week, uh, you know, New England is uh, well. I think New England, New England, maybe I think they're, they're actually New England plays the Dolphins, so you know. I mean, it doesn't get any easier for the Pats. So, and Green Bay is going to play the Bills, and the Bills shocked the uh, the Vikings this week. I mean, that that was a. If I had to pick a game that I was a, for sure, I would have picked the Vikings to crush the Bills. Yeah, well, when you, me and Jennifer was talking about this, and you really look back, uh, Green Bay was. I mean, you can call it whatever you want. They were fortunate to come back. Uh, and beat the Chicago Bears in that first game. Uh, Chicago had a big lead. Uh, Aaron Rodgers just come in and, and did what he does a lot. They were fortunate. You can say what you want to win that first game. Then you look at the Pats. They beat a Houston Texans team that hasn't won a game. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you, man, and I, I look, I'm I'm a Aaron Rodgers fan. I think he's the best quarterback in the league, and everybody knows that. What I think about Bill Belichick, those guys are in trouble. I'm here to tell you, if they go one and four, and it, it's it's going to be bad, bad, bad. Uh, well, in, I did see the, uh, No, I was going to say in that loss that they had to the Redskins, the Packers, uh, Aaron Rodgers was 27 of 44. 265 yards and two TDs. Um, I, you know, listen, that that might be standard for some players, but for Aaron Rodgers, that is that's that's awful. And um, you know, I'm sure he thinks it. And I, you're absolutely right. They can't afford. Uh, they cannot afford to go down uh, any more than they already are. Yeah, Jennifer told me last night that the Steelers uh, finally got a win. Um, and, you know, they were they were in the same chip. I know they do have a tie, and so does Green Bay, which they're not. They wouldn't be, you know, another loss for them 
wouldn't be near as bad as a loss for New England. Uh, but I, I'm still, I'm telling you, uh, and I know it's early, and I look, I, I get it, people. Everybody, you know, want to say it's early, and they, and you want to be playing your best football come January and February. Trust me, I get it. But I'm gonna tell you something. When everybody else is in rare form and you're way behind. It don't say uh, too much to where, where you at. Now, I, I understand New England was without a lot of starters. But all those guys in the NFL, I mind you people, get paid a lot of money to play. And there really shouldn't be that big a difference when you start talking about sub and on uh, in defense and, and uh, things of that nature. There shouldn't be a big a fall-off um, there as there is like in a, a running back or a receiver or quarterback. So uh, there's a lot of these teams, man, that's won a lot of games uh, that for sure better get it together in the next week or two or they're going to be on the outside looking in. Well, you know, listen, the Pats, this, this isn't anything new for them as far as injuries. You know, to them it's next man up. But for some reason, whatever the reason is this year, uh, next man up uh, philosophy isn't working, which is why I think now they're looking at maybe there's a possibly I, I heard today that uh, Le'Veon Bell could possibly be end up going to the Patriots, uh, that Des Bryant could actually be uh, probably going to the New England Patriots, that they're going to get Gordon out there ready uh, by, by next week. So, you know, if, if we know anything about Bill Belichick and that New England Patriots team, that they are going to make a move. Uh, to, to get somebody in there that is a big playmaker to help out uh, Tom Brady. So, I mean, I would expect that probably here within the next week, two weeks or so. I mean, who knows? Tomorrow we may wake up and Le'Veon Bell is a, pa- or, uh, a Patriot. Hey, well, speaking of that, I'm getting ready to go back to college football for a minute. If you remember correctly, last week we talked about, or I talked about, um, it may have been last week, I don't know, I brought up the fact that I thought that the Texas A&M team should have beat Clemson and that I just didn't think Clemson was that good. And now that we, I haven't, you might have, uh, but seen Alabama, play Texas A&M and just sort of blow them out and annihilate them. Uh, what's your thoughts on how good Clemson is now comparable to Alabama, which is unbeat? So Clemson right now is sitting at 4-0, right? And so is Alabama. So like I mentioned earlier, Alabama has 60 first-place votes. Clemson, who is third, has one first-place vote, along with Georgia, who is second, that has no first-place votes. But I will tell you, Alabama, uh, if Clemson and Alabama, in my opinion, were to sit down and play at a neutral site, which it looks like they're very possibly going to do it, I don't think, I don't think that Alabama stoops to the, the level of competition that they had in the past. I don't think it's a last year's deal where, you know, they're going to play a Georgia team uh, in the in the semi or in the national championship game in the first half just crud. I, I think Alabama is. Listen, they the 61st place votes that they have for the, in the top 25 are for a reason. They are that good. Nobody else in the top five except for Clemson has a vote, and Clemson only has one. So I, I think that that tells you the tell of the tape, and I think I think 100% Alabama still is that better, that much better than Clemson. Uh, and, I, you know, I, Clemson's not helping. I mean, it's not helping that Clemson's in the ACC. Um, but, you know, I, I just – there isn't any uh, – the discussion between who is – 
is even close to being uh, an Al- beating an Alabama, in my opinion, right now would be an LSU team that would have the most likely chance of beating an Alabama, and they're on the outside looking in right now. Well, the reason I bring up the Clemson deal is I've just um, got buzzed in my ear there that they benched their starting quarterback for the true freshman, that being the Clemson team. So um, I don't know what's going on or why or anything else, but I've just, just heard that. So Clemson this week played Georgia Tech, uh, and they, they beat Georgia Tech to the handle. Uh, and, yeah, they did. They put in their backup uh, freshman quarterback, uh, well, I guess they're both freshmen. Um, but anyway, they, they did. They put in their uh, their freshman backup quarterback, uh, and he has pretty much a career day. But, I, listen, it's Georgia Tech. I, I, I don't you know, I don't want to downplay any type of college and say that, you know, this college isn't that good and that forth. But the fact of the matter is it is Georgia Tech, and, and they haven't been relevant in the ACC uh, in, 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 you know, five, six, maybe seven years. So, um but you're right. That boy from Clemson has got an arm, um, and he's. But you know, can he do that against a quality team like Alabama? My gut tells me we'll find out sometime there in the uh, first of the year. Well, uh, you know, I think when I, I'm going to say this, when I watch the two, the two quarterbacks, I, I did get to watch most of that game against Texas A&M, and that's why I kept referring back to that that night. Um, now, when I watched when I watched that Texas A and M game, the the Bryant guy, I guess, is, who has been starting, he did have the better better game. But I also what I seen was the the plays that he they ran for him uh, were way better, high percentage uh, successful plays than what they were trying to do with this other guy. I mean, my God, he was running for it. When I seen that the fruit freshman come in, he was running for his life and just barely, uh, he might have got sacked even a twice that I've seen and had to just throw the ball away uh, to keep from getting sacked. So, you know, a lot of that I, I get. I mean, you know, we're going to have some competitions along uh, this team as well, um, and a lot of it's going to be how you handle um, game adversity and things of that nature, but I, I believe you've got to judge them on how you you put them in even situations. Um, naturally, um, you know, with the two quarterbacks that we're hoping to have, they have sort of we know what one uh, does better than the other. So if we just call one place for one and the other for the other, then they're both basically have an opportunity to shine, but when you call the same play and make them both run the same play, you're going to get, to me, you're going to find out who's the better of the two in the same way in that situation. Well, you know, they have Bryant, who is more of a, he's he's a three-dimensional player. He, I mean, well, you know, he, he can do it all. I mean, he can catch the ball, he can run the ball, and he can throw the ball. Well, Lawrence, they have, he's more of a pocket passer. Um, but, you know, he's got some wills, and he is—he was running for his life a little bit against Georgia Tech, and he was running for his life a little bit against Texas A&M. But, you know, when you have that offensive line that's used to that running quarterback who can get himself up the field, uh, you know, from end zone to end zone, 
um, you know, sometimes these linemen, it's just, it's, a, it's, a, it's almost a breath of fresh air to know that, listen, if I, if there is something that happens on this block, I know that Brian's going to take off. And, and Lawrence, on the other hand, he wants to go sideline to sideline. He's not so much vertical from the, from the end zone, the end zone. Uh, and, uh, you know, they are two different quarterbacks, but I think to me, it's all about that offensive line and the approach they take, how each quarterback, when a different quarterback is in the game. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, you know, if you take the same kind of approach, I, I think that you'll find out who you're better, um, who's better suited uh, for the team. I mean, I don't know. I didn't get to see the game. Uh, maybe that, you know, the like I said, I like Dabo Sweeney, and maybe, you know, he he is uh, he sees something that the rest of us don't see. Um, you know, I firmly believe that. To be honest, I think he's wanted the, the true freshman to earn the spot all along. I mean, I heard him say point blank, listen, we don't have a quarterback, quarterback controversy here. I'm, I'm all about winning. Whoever can give us the best opportunity to win, he's going to play. It ain't about who's, who's uh, got more experience or who's in a great hire or whatever. That ain't got nothing to do with that here. And, and I like that. Um, you know, and it's who, you know, gives your team – the best opportunity uh, to win, and it could be. Listen, it could be the same scenario that hey, they're going to play a team that's weak in the secondary, and they want to throw the deep ball a lot. And if this guy throws the deep ball better than another guy, maybe that's why he's getting the nod. It could be one of those scenarios. Um, I don't know. Naturally, I haven't seen them play, but uh, the Texas A&M game. But you know, with that being said. You know, it could be uh, that kind of deal. I mean, you see, look, I, I will say, I will say this, and, and you know, I, I value Nick Saban as being a smart guy, and I, I also think that, you know, for him to even go in there after what everybody in the country witnessed last year at that Georgia game. Uh, Listen, we all know who was going to be the starter. Come on. He didn't have to go through all that bull crap, act like it was a thing. But I'm going to tell you, what happened to the herd guy, the herd guy would still be the starter if he wouldn't bail out too soon on his route. He'd give up too early on his receivers and start running the ball. And I think these coaches, when they have another quarterback, Mike that can can play. I think they're really watching and evaluating it, and they see some of this stuff. Like you say, that quarterback, you know, can be a threat. Maybe he's passing up opportunities to connect the ball down the field, like like the uh, hurt guy, Jalen Hurts, is for for Alabama. Yeah, so you know, Jalen Hurts. Listen, the guy is he he is a phenomenal athlete, and I think all year last year. Up until the Georgia, the national championship game, you know, this isn't the NFL where teams play each other twice, you know. And it, 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 so you play a team once, and you know you've you've got the best of them. And I just think that it really depends on who the coach on the other side is and how you game plan for certain uh, individuals. So my my point is this: by the time they got to Georgia to play in the national championship, okay, Georgia had a beat on Jalen Hurd. And Nick Saban knew it. And Nick Saban did what 
you know, what a lot of coaches struggle with doing, he just went ahead and pulled the trigger and said, look, we're going to go ahead and start Tua here in the second half. And then it just, you know, just went up to, uh, to you know, the rest is history. So, you know, Jalen Hurd, although he's, he's, he's an awesome He's an awesome athlete, and you know I think you're right. I think he was giving up on a lot of uh, a lot of routes early. He was quick, probably to to, to tuck it and run. Um, but yeah, that was probably the style of football that that Alabama team was used to up until the point that they played Georgia, where you know Nick Saban said, "Hey, I, I got to do something to get a spark," and boy, did he get a spark. Yeah, and you know what? Just like uh, Clemson, they're fortunate to have you know somebody. Um, else that they can put in there to help, uh, you know, to take over. Um, you know, I, I can say I, I'm not sure. I heard, I did hear some questions. I was out in uh, uh, Reno the other day, and uh, I would uh, like to get who to your take about this. And I, I sort of this list, and it was a sports radio show. Uh, when I was in the Reno out there and I was listening, they had a question of uh, they put out there to all the people that was on the show. It was on a Saturday uh, before football would be played. And uh, who, what powerhouse used to, be, what team used to be a powerhouse that's down now? Uh, would you like to see? Even though you may not like them, but because they were good for the game, what powerhouse team or teams would you like to see uh, get back to uh, the winning ways? And, I, I mean, I know naturally you're going to say Texas because you're a fan of them. But, I mean, teams that, you know, back in the day, even though you hated them, you knew it was for good football, even if your team played them and got beat. Yeah, you know, that's that's a real good question. I, I, I'd like to see a team like UCLA from out west be, be good again, be relevant, uh, be a team that's out west and dominating football like they used to. Uh, I'd like to see Michigan uh, be, uh, you know, in the top five. I'd like to see him uh, roar back. I mean, college football to me is always better when, when Michigan is, is uh, certainly a, a team that's relevant. Um, you know, listen, I, I know we talk about Notre Dame in the top ten and they're consistently in the top ten, but – you know, again, I'd like to see them be a powerhouse up at the top five. Um, you know, yeah, Texas is is another team. I mean, listen, as much as I know I'm a Texas fan, that sounds biased, but college football is just better when you have, um, you know, Texas and the, uh, Nebraska, and another one, a Nebraska team. I'd like to see them relevant again. Michigan. Listen, I live in Tennessee. I'd like to see Tennessee relevant again. When that's going to happen, we don't know. I thought it may be this year. Uh, I'd like to see Tennessee right back there in the, in the SEC um, you know, so I mean, there's, there's, now that's my take on it. I know I'm missing out on a couple, but uh, you know, I like Nebraska, the Michigans, the UCLA's. Um, you know, I like to see some. I like to see those teams get back up on top of the football world again. Yeah, well, the question arose from you know out there even, and uh, you know a lot of those same teams. Well, as a matter of fact, it was U.S. The three biggest names was USC, Nebraska, Michigan. So you touched on two of them that they were, and Nebraska was my pick because years ago I used to be a big fan of Mike Rozier. Uh, I was young and he was running back, and and you know the way they just pounded that ball, man, running that option and stuff, and that. I just love that kind of stuff back in the day. But, you know, 
and I and I can't stand Notre Dame, and I don't like Michigan, and I don't like USC, and, and all those. But the reason the question arose is because we don't like them. Is what makes football so great is when you're got your teams or whatever going up against them gives you something for everybody to stay in the game because you want to see the great fighting Irish go down. And now, of course, they're pretty good right now, but now the teams you just named, uh, Texas and Michigan and UCLA and, and Nebraska, I mean, it's just like, eh, they're not that good anyway, you know. So you don't even get hyped up for the game. You don't even care to watch it or anything else, you know. And and that's what rose to the question, you know, is for the reason behind it is, is why you want these teams that you don't even like, why you want to see them at the top. Yeah, you know, so you, you got these, these teams, uh, you know, like if your team isn't doing well in college football, uh, like UCLA, Nebraska, and so forth, you know, those teams are, you know, they're looking for one game a year. That's pretty much the biggest game of the year, and that's their rival. Whether it's USC and UCLA or, uh, you know, Michigan and, uh, I don't know, let's say Ohio State, you know, Michigan's not even in the top 25 at the moment, I don't believe. Um, or maybe they are. But, you know, they're just, you know, you're waiting for that one game, and that's that big rivalry game just so you can get excited again. But if you're having these teams that you don't like that are in the top ten, they're in the top five, and they're playing. You know, listen, everybody doesn't like Alabama, right? But you know, everybody wants to see Alabama uh, go down. Uh, so they want they want Alabama the next team that plays them. They want them to beat them. Um, so you're you're 100 right. But I, I really do believe that you're 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 so accurate when you talk about the teams that you hate uh, that are relevant. This makes the sport that much better. Well, you know, and, and this is a funny thing. Um, Alabama, when they lose a game, I've got friends, all this, the Alabama dominance is over. Nick Saban, you know, the, the Pats, Bill Belichick, all of a sudden he's forgot how to coach, you know. Nick Saban, he loses a game, he's lost it. Listen, man, that, those guys have, have forgot more about football than these kind of people making these statements will ever know. And I'm going to tell you something. The fact that these teams like New England, now don't get me wrong, nobody's feeling sorry for them, I'm here to tell you. But you want to knock out the Super Bowl this past year was great because everybody wanted to see New England go down. Okay? What if, let's, let's say this. What if the Super Bowl winds up being um, the, uh, the L.A. Rams and the dang uh, can't be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but uh, I don't know. Somebody in the AFC that don't matter. I mean, if it's the Super Bowl that people are going to watch. Uh, but does anybody really care besides those few fans who wins or loses? Because nobody probably really hates the Rams. And we'll say the Dolphins. Nobody really hates the Dolphins besides their, you know, their rival teams. Everybody hates New England. Everybody hates uh, Alabama. So, obviously, you get so many one-sided people to watch it because they want to see the great Alabama and the great New England Patriots lose. That's what's great about the sport. Yeah, you know, a few years ago when Atlanta was up 28 points in the Super Bowl against New England, 
you know, I, I heard I heard an announcer uh, and read an article or something about saying how you know the the ratings at halftime just dropped because everybody just assumed that the Patriots were going to get beat. Uh, and then uh, later in the fourth quarter, when everybody when the ratings spiked back up again, when they saw that the New England Patriots were were on their way back, uh, and, and it's, it's exactly what we're talking about. Everybody just wanted to see the Patriots lose. Just figured it was done. Uh, you know, and they, they wanted to check back on it and say, "Oh my gosh, look at this! They come back from twenty-eight to nothing." Uh, but nobody predicted, I think, after the second half that the the, the uh, Patriots are going to win, and loved every minute of it. Yeah, so that's you know that's what's great, and that, you know that's and that's even in um, you know women's football as an example. You know, everybody is. Um, you know, for for years. Well, let 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 me say this. I ain't gonna say for years. For the years that I have known about women's football and covered it, the sort of dynasty team has been the DC Divas. Um, naturally, you got uh, you know a big name team was the Pittsburgh Fashion and IWFL. All those teams that have that was dominant for so long. Everybody is, is shooting to knock them off, um, you know. And now, now, can anybody even does anybody even know besides the true uh, women's teams? But if you take a poll all across women's football, I bet you they couldn't even tell you who the uh, Division Three, Two, and One champions were in the WFA or the USWFL, for that matter, because. It's not the teams that have been dominant for so long. They weren't in it, so there's so many people don't follow it. That's just the way sports is. So, you know what? It's, you know, like me, and not not a lot of people know this, you that know me do, I've always liked the Los Angeles Lakers. I did like the Chicago Bulls because Michael Jordan played, but I always liked the Los Angeles Lakers, Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, James Worthy, Michael Cooper, you know, all those guys that can play. I, I was a Lakers fan. I can't stand LeBron James now. I can't even pull for the Lakers because I, I loved it to watch the Cleveland Cavaliers because I wanted to see LeBron get beat, you know. So that's why, you know, we need these teams like um, the – USDs and the Nebraskas and the Michigans and Notre Dames and, and all these teams, we need them uh, to be back at the top so we can love to hate them again. Yeah, you know, listen, they're so vital to the sports ecosystem. You know, we, we, we you know, it's, it's, we hate Alabama or hate, you know, Ohio State, but, you know, let's, let's get back into that hating Michigan and hating Nebraska and hating UCLA, but, you know, they got to be relevant again. Uh, at some point, and uh, you know when that help happens, you better believe it that it's just going to be the ecosystem for that 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 for college football uh, is going to be much healthier, uh, and you know probably even a little more fun. Yeah, that uh, you know, like I said, the biggest thing is, uh, I mean, you got the big name teams. I mean, all right, for instance, just think of this, Mike. Just think for one, what kind of ratings ratings would the Super Bowl be if it was between the Dallas Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers? Can you imagine what kind of ratings that would get? 
those two historic teams that were at the top for years and years and both have all these multiple championships and Super Bowl wins and all that, uh, you know, played in that most historic game ever, maybe. Can you imagine what the ratings would be if both of those were dominant teams again? Yeah, I mean, you remember years ago, was it in the late 90s, mid-90s, when the Steelers and the Cowboys were in the Super Bowl? Um, and, you know, they, they, they were celebrating years past Super Bowls. They brought out all these uh, these legends from each team. And, you know, it seemed like that whole week was just a big old, uh, uh, you know, just a big old party. And, and uh, the rating was, was just through the roof, and everybody just loved it. Um yeah, I mean that that'd be awesome. I'd love to see the Cowboys in the Super Bowl period, but to see them playing against the Steelers, yeah, that'd just be awesome. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I mean the the Cowboys, what they had a good year, what two years ago, and the Steelers had a decent run last year. But I mean, and the Steelers playing AFC, um, you know, they've got to get past New England all the time. But for the most part, they've not been dominant um, in years, and neither has the Cowboys. And I and I really believe that America's teams uh, don't get their own football. It's hurting for a lot of reasons other than this. But a lot of people really love to hate great teams, such as the Cowboys and the Steelers and all them. Uh, well, Mike, man, hey, I appreciate you coming on here. It's been fun to talk about all this stuff. And, uh, um, man, I hope we get a, a lot of new faces and a good turnout for the tryout Sunday, get this uh, movie started and, and uh, on the roll. I'm, I'm excited to uh, to see all this promotion and uh, introduce you to all these people and uh, all that. So, uh, hey man, I, I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, man, not a problem. I'm looking. Uh, I'm excited, looking forward to it, and I'll see you on Sunday. Okay, man, I appreciate. It. All right, folks. Was, uh, coach Mike Wallace, head coach of the Tri City Thunder. Um, he's been uh, he's been watching a lot of football and taking notes, keeping up the stats and stuff while I've been gone. And uh, he's uh, doing a good job recruiting for our team and um, got these uh, girls. Uh, we hope we got them in the right direction. And he's, he's keeping them on track and uh, doing a good job there. So I appreciate him coming on and joining us. And uh, um, I hope that, uh, you know, he, he can continue to, to grow as well as uh, – with these girls and things, it, it, women's football is a different game. I know it's the same game, but I'm telling you, it's a different game. And and it's those who make those fast transitions, uh, the transition fast, that figure it out the most. And uh, I've seen a lot of great uh, men football coaches that just can't figure out how to make that transition if they think they know so much more than uh, a dumbass like me. Uh, when it didn't take me long to realize that everything I knew about football when Jennifer started playing was sort out the window because it's a different game. And it took me uh, the whole year she played and then the whole year we took off the recruit and about uh, halfway through the first year we had a team to realize before I actually really realized how much things were different. So um, I'm hoping that we keep everything on on track and continue to grow there. 
uh, as far as this team and uh, um, have a have a good team to represent uh, the Tri-Cities area again and uh, in the in the USWFL. So uh, next week uh, we may have some. Uh, more exciting news, I hope to. Um, uh, I can't let much out of the bag, but I uh, hope to have some new, uh, news about some other things. And I hope to have Miss Anna Sweeney on the show as well to answer some of the questions. So uh, I do want to thank uh, J.C. Hall Sports Network for giving us this opportunity. Without her, it wouldn't be possible um, to get on here and talk about women's football, talk about uh, college football, have these conversations, uh, have dreams come true from from these ladies and, and women of all sorts to uh, be able to pursue their dreams. So, J.C., I want to thank you uh, for that. And uh, thank everybody for listening and joining the show. And I'm going to leave you at that. And until uh, next week, uh, next Tuesday, we'll see you then. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.